The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-A-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another strange edition of Herbie's <laughs> Cooking Corner. Um, For November 1st, 2022, I hope uh, anybody that celebrates it had a uh, happy Halloween, I guess, and... Uh, if uh, you just get it for the candy, then good for you. That is food-related. Hope you enjoyed the candy. Yes. And um, we'll be talking about sweet things as uh, in a couple weeks. Kayla, I think it's next week next or the week, week after. Yeah, next week. I'm getting stage whispered here on my own call. Um, <laughs> next week, Kayla's going to be making a caramel flan. So uh, that is going to be scrumptious. And we've got pumpkin pie later on. And uh, we're That's trying two to... Weeks re- later. Yep, that's two weeks later, and then we're also working on uh, recruiting somebody else for my own call here, because um, we had the ACB leadership, uh, you know, represented. But enough of my yakking, because we are going to talk about ACB leadership. ACB community leadership, I should say, at least, because uh, we had the uh, Cindy Sunshine Hollis on this call a couple months ago, and she showed us how to make a very scrumptious potato salad. And today, we are going to hear from Country Cooking Colby. Yeah, that's her new name, because she's starting to cook, and she's Country Colby, according to Tom Terrific. <laughs> What's with all these nicknames? <laughs> Twinkling Tori, do you know? Um... I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, but she is going to, this is a very inspiring interview. This is going to be it in its entirety. We, uh, I did not really do much in the way of, excuse me, editing as I didn't, I wanted to make sure nothing was missed. I think this is, I I found this to be truly inspirational. Colby can't be with us live because she is currently at uh, guide dog school. But But she's going to listen to this later. Yes, she's going to listen to this later, and uh, but this reflects on the influence uh, that our calls had on her because, well, she sees them go by her screen every week with all the ingredients and recipes and whatnot, and, well, it really inspired her, and I'm going to let her tell the story, so... Um, we're going to do that. I'm going to let the interview play its entirety and then we will take comments at the end so if please you stay muted in the please yeah please stay muted if you raise your hand you're not going to get acknowledged until the uh, meeting ends 
I want to thank uh, Desi, who is host of Desi's Diner, for hosting it on the Zoom side, and Chanel for stepping in on the uh, Clubhouse side. And with that, we are now going and to... And Deb for streaming. Oh, yes, and Deb for streaming. And... Um, so thank you to all three, and uh, thank you, Colby, for coming on this call, and you know what? Why don't we take it away? Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to be interviewing Colby Garrison, who has publicly sworn she'd probably never cook, never had the time, and it's now my understanding she makes a delicious beef stew. So rather than uh, dealing with the rumor mills and all that i thought we'd ask the source directly and so ladies and gentlemen it is an honor to have the great country colby garrison here on herbie's cooking corner hello colby hi, hi herbie thanks for having me hi colby hey tori yep. and uh, for those that don't know if you're not on acb presents country colby comes from a uh, Frequent member who many of you, I'm sure, know, and that would be Tom Terrific, also known as Tom Kaufman. We have a lot of nicknames on here, Twinkling Tori and all that. So, Hyper Herbie. Hyper Herbie, yeah, all right. So, Colby, let's just start with, I, I, you know, we, and, you know we, a lot of people probably know your background, but uh, why don't you give any new listeners just a brief introduction on who you are, and uh, let's just start by talking a little bit about your cooking experiences. Sure. So I am totally blind. I've been totally blind since birth, and I um, am the membership services administrative assistant for ACB, and um, cooking is not something that I, uh, I would say is has not is, is not my forte it's not something i have done a lot of um but i will say that um all of the acb cooks are um what have kind of made me take heart and um think you know okay if, if they can do it you know i can do it and i i don't know that i will ever be um you know a a an expert chef um but i i do want to uh, broaden um my horizons so to speak and um so just for, honestly from um encouragement from a lot of people in acb and from just knowing you know that there are people who i can go to and ask questions and i won't be judged for those questions um that has helped tremendously. You know, you know I think if uh, Cindy Hollis, uh, hopefully she'll listen to this because if she is, this would definitely make her heart happy because this is what we want community to be, an inspiration to people. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, I, you know, helped, you know, influence a uh, life-changing decision for you and you learned how to look. And, Absolutely, uh, and we and we are always there to answer any cooking questions from anybody. Exactly, um, and you actually work for the community in an official capacity, and yet you are actually influenced by us. So I think that, in some respects, even speaks more to you know because you see our calls going by each week, and um, I know you've definitely reacted to a few of them and uh, sounding delicious and all that. So yes. Um, all right, so let's uh, 
get right into uh, the meat of things, so to speak, and let's hear about the beef stew. What, to, I mean, is that like the first thing you cooked or was there, uh, had you done anything beforehand? Um, no, I, um, oh, you mean just for this, in this particular case? Well, any, did anything like, did anything prepare you for the beef stew, like just cooking experience wise or anything like that? Or did you take it full on or how did this come about? So I actually, um, my fiance was coming over and I had done a tater tot casserole um, before and I had tried my hand at that. And um, I think the only thing I had help with in that particular case was my mom was had helped me to brown the ground beef or cook the ground beef for the tater tot casserole um everything else i did um with her under her you know supervision um so that was my first really big like okay i'm actually gonna try and make this from scratch um attempt and that went well and um so i thought all right you know i really would like to start trying to use the crock pot or slow cooker um because i i think that will be uh helpful for you know just me in general and it'll be easy because you can toss stuff in let it go Especially for a while your busy schedule <laughs> yes toss stuff in let it go for a while and uh you know then you have something ready so that the the tater tot casserole was my first really big okay i want to cook this and you know see how it turns out and it it turned out well um and i think one of the things that has i've always found very daunting about cooking and almost overwhelming is that i feel like i when I say I don't have control over what I'm doing um, or it, it doesn't feel like I have control over what I'm doing or I can't exactly tell what I'm doing, um, those are kind of my initial, you know, everything that I have attempted to do um, has sort of felt that way. I can remember, you know, one time my dad was trying to have me like saute asparagus and so i had you know the tongs and it's the asparagus are on the stove and they're in a pan and i'm trying to like pick them up and move them around and i just felt like you know i could feel the heat and i but i couldn't touch like the edge of the pan to know where my boundaries were without dripping on the stove and so i i just have always kind of felt like you know, I don't have control over what I'm doing or I can't tell what I'm doing. And so that has been something um, that I have had to sort of get past. Um, and also, you know, not making a mess. Um, I, I am very clean. I want things clean. Like if there's something that's been spilled on the counter and, you know, uh, whether it's by me or by someone else and I encounter it, you know, my first thought is, oh, oh my gosh, I'm good. You know, I want to clean that up um, or I want to get that stickiness off or I want to, I don't like that. Um, and so I think it's having to change my mindset and understand that you know, as a person who is totally blind and who cannot see what, what 
I'm doing, I'm going to make a mess and that's okay. And I, I had to, I've talked with several friends of mine who are blind and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's totally part of it. You just, you wipe up when you're done, you know, and, and keep going. And so, um, the other thing that I've had to really sort of get over is, you know, it's okay to use your hands and touch everything and really use your hands um, to tell what you're doing and know what you're doing. Um, and that, you know, that is part of how we do things in general as a person who, you know, cannot see. And so just knowing and you know all right you make sure your hands are clean you wash them many 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 times during whatever the process is that you're doing with cooking um between you know steps one two nine and ten and go from there um and so kind of those were two things i think that i really had to sort of get past and i had to um, change my mindset on. And again, you know, that was just from conversations with other people who, who are blind, who, you know, are cooking. And um, so again, uh, you know, thank you, ACB Cooks. Yeah, you should see my kitchen. In fact, you probably shouldn't when I'm cooking. Um, just be glad you can't. <laughs> the reason <laughs> why, even though I upload yeah, I was going to say, even though I, uh, even though we do, even though I have uh, stuff on YouTube, there's a reason why it's audio only. We do not do video. Do video, right. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to see what my kitchen looks like. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on, though, real quick, if I may, is just going back to that control thing. And first of all, by the way, definitely, I think that's great that you were able to bring yourself to that mindset that, um, you know, it's okay to use what we use as our eyes, which in this case is your hands. And the lack of control, that's a very interesting thing. And you know, just part of the thing I want to comment on in general is sometimes that can really determine the tools that you are using to cook the food. So for instance, I would actually not recommend somebody use tongs for cooking if they don't know what they're doing because they are a very interesting tool where you've got they're designed to grab things and fold a certain way on the opposite side and i even i find them confusing and yeah, I, use yeah. Them. I, I was actually thinking that when you said about it i was i i was actually thinking yeah uh, if you want to do asparagus you want to be using a spoon or something not tongs not yeah, yeah. I, and, and 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 by the way i should mention you've done something i've never done i have never sauteed asparagus yeah. I, have, I have. It's really good. I know you. I'm sure you have. But uh, who's called this anyway? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, my point is that, you know, I think it's really incredible. What really makes me inspired and want to keep doing this call is the fact that not only am I an inspiration, but you didn't choose. I mean, of course, I'm happy if you choose any of the recipes that I walked people through. But you chose to do something completely different, something that I've not even talked about in the show tater tot casserole beef stew yeah um, so which you, know, you totally have to share the recipes for by the way you do have to ah. them, talk <laughs> you through those and um but you know that's what gets me up in the because i do not do mornings but hearing stories like yours makes me want to get up every tuesday morning and uh keep this call going so i just even if he stays in bed the rest of the week exactly. <laughs> well um, i think too you know you herbie you talk about 
you know, you're using you're using tongs and and something that I have really um, something that has really struck me since I started working for ACB is, you know, how people meet you where you're at. And um, I, I think the disability community and and just anyone kind of in general, um, you know, there's a lot of of maybe hesitation and maybe some fear around, you know, letting yourself be vulnerable because you don't want to be judged. Um, and I, I love that, you know, we have the ACB community where we, you know, everybody's at different skill levels with anything and everything in their lives. And there's always so much support and there's never any judgment and people are willing to share what they know and learn from each other. And I always learn something new from community events and just participating in, in the ACB community. And um, I, I just, I, I say thank you, um, you know, for, to everyone who, you know, when, when somebody has a question and they, they ask that question, you know, for not judging them or for offering suggestions. I also think that when you ask another blind person, they're going to be able to give you um, so much more insight, pardon the pun, because, you know, they've had experience. I mean, you and Tori have way more experience with cooking, you know, than I do. And it's something that you both do and you do well. And so I always appreciate, you know, learning, okay, how does somebody else do this? Um, I, I will say, I, I, since we're on a cooking call, I have to tell this story. I, so Cindy Hollis, who uh, I know made her world famous potato salad not too long ago, um, is, you know, not only my, my boss, but most importantly, is just a, a very big mentor and friend of mine as well. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I am blessed that I get to say that. Um, but she explained to me how to cut my meat. Um, so like a, a hamburger or chicken or uh, like a grilled chicken breast or something like that, um, just over the phone um, with, you know, using a, a fork and a knife. And her explanation is, you know, that because she explained it in a different way, that is how I now cut my meat. You know, is it pretty? And if we're in, you know, a fancy restaurant and am I fast at it? No, but I can do it if I need to. And it just, that's also very empowering. Um, and so I, I think it's just all about you know, meeting people where they're at and um, allowing people to ask questions and not feel like they're going to be judged if they ask a question, you know, about any sort of a topic. Like, you know, this is a skill set that I am not as well versed in, but I'm willing to learn. And so when people like you share your knowledge and you share how you do it as a person, you know, who is blind, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge there. Definitely. You know, and I will say that I've had plenty of years experience cooking, but when it comes to teaching cooking, I never truly thought I'd ever be doing something uh, like that because I, you know, thought Me I either. always saw myself as a, yeah, I always saw myself as a tech teacher. 
And I've now gotten into that, and I'm quite happy about that, but I never dreamed that I would be... Uh, but sometimes just seeing something done people, yeah. in a different way is enough to teach the uh, teach people. Um, sometimes they just need that different explanation, those different words to learn Absolutely. the skill. Yep. All right, so we've been talking inspiration here, but I think we need to get back into uh, the food here. Though I'm looking for the day, you know, forward to the day when you feel confident enough to start cooking with Country Colby. But uh, <laughs> hey, um, we, can, we, we yeah. can run. We can run a Country Colby cooking episode. Exactly. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to call this one "Cooking with Country Colby." You know, when we... <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I can I can already read the title. Well, you all will have seen this, but to this time, country cooking with country Colby. <laughs> all right. So tell us about the beef stew, and uh, we will, of course, hopefully by the time of this recording, we'll have had uh, have the recipe, and uh, we'll have it published and all that. So, um, so, so just take us to the through the steps. What did you do? What, In as much detail as you'd like to give us. Exactly. All right, I I can definitely do that. So, um, it so actually it it started out um, the the recipe that I was working from was supposed to be a um, kind of a braised rabbit um dish that i had had before um from friends of mine and um my fiance is a big this is really helping the country image by the way just I, yeah i know i know but my my fiance is a big hunter and uh so he had uh some rabbits you know rabbit that he in the freezer and we were going to do that. Um, so it was going to, initially it was going to be rabbit stew. Um, but uh, the rabbits uh, were not a consumable um, once they had thawed. And so had to drop back and punt and uh, so to speak. And so we, I actually went to the grocery store with a friend because um, I was out with her for lunch and she's been a longtime friend of mine for years. Um, she's probably one of my best friends that's here locally that I get to see often. And we do, we used to do lunch every week. And now we do lunch whenever we can, um, usually on the weekends. And so I was out with her and he called me and he said, um, the rabbit stew is not happening. And I'm like, oh no, what, you know, what happened? And he told me, you know, they, they were not, not, not edible. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Um, so I said, well, um, what if I did beef and just, you know, tried to make a beef stew? And so that was my, you know, decision. We went to the grocery store, picked up, you know, all the ingredients and it's, it's not hard. Um, you've got your standard, um, you know, potatoes, carrots, um, an onion. I think I used the diced onion um, that's already chopped and then your, you know, kind of gravy of the stew or, or a sauce, if you will. Um, I used a lot of water which i think next time i attempt this i would like to find something different i might use maybe like a, a cream of mushroom or a cream of celery soup instead um just to give it a little more flavor um but i used the baby carrots um instead of like trying to just you know chop up 
standard carrots because um, those are just easy. I think when I do it next time, I may cut those in half, cut the baby carrots um, or into quarters maybe or thirds even um, just so they're a little bit smaller. They were completely fine um, to eat, you know, just in like bites on a spoon um, when you're eating it. Um, and so then I got the, I, you guys would know what the like correct, politically correct term or proper term for this is, but the, the small potatoes um, that are, you know, very round. I don't know if they're new potatoes or baby potatoes or whatever you call uh, them. They call yeah, them baby potatoes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they, those. Known as both, so okay, good. Yeah. All right. Awesome. They're small round potatoes. That's what's in That's what red potatoes sometimes is what uh, you can also call them like the red potatoes. But yes. anyway, yes. Yeah. So I used those um, again, just for like ease of manageability sake. Um, and I ended up Cutting those into, I, I initially was going to do thirds and then ended up doing more like quarters. And then I, honestly, my goal at the end was, okay, I just want to make these like bite-sized pieces. So that was what I <laughs> ended up going for. Um, and, you know, of course, that means using the cutting board and uh, a sharp like steak knife, um, which is what I used. We have a set at my parents' house here where I'm at right now. We have a set of the Cutco knives. Um, so they're very, very sharp. Um, and I, I did that. And I just tried to go slow. And I think that's something else that I am learning um, in the kitchen in particular. And just as a person, you know, who is is blind, that's really starting my adult life is that it's going to take me longer to do certain things and that's okay because in order to do it you know um in a way where i don't feel anxious and overwhelmed slowing down is going to be a way you know one of the ways that i can get things done and um, you know, that's, that is, that's just, that's going to be okay. Um, and I, I think too, Herbie, you were talking earlier about, you know, using tongs and, and how that's not something that you would do. And when you were saying that, I was thinking there's a lot, there's so much value in learning how other blind people do things because, you know, when my dad was trying to teach me the, to do the asparagus, he's coming at it from a sighted person's perspective and a sighted person's point of view. And that is not, in that case, it's not going to work for somebody who has never seen. Um, and so there's so much value in knowing how other blind people do things. And, you know, learning the, like Tori was saying, when you describe something using different wording, that may make the light bulb go off and may make something make sense to me that previously hadn't. Definitely. And, you know, a couple points I want to touch on. We're going to have to come back to the rabbit in a little bit. Um, first of all, <laughs> I feel sorry for our uh, vegan uh, co-facilitator here. Um, I appreciate that not everybody is vegan and that's fine. Um, but <laughs> I just wanted to say before we do move on that um, for, for your reference, Colby, even coming at it uh, from a having previously had sight, Sometimes the explanations from somebody who is already has been blind for longer 
can make a difference because some of what I learned, I learned through having explanations from my brother who's been blind basically since birth, um, tell me how to do stuff that I could do when I was sighted and now had to relearn how to do blind. Because yeah, you're you're doing it, you know, or we're we're doing it from you know from a sighted person's perspective, and I, I think that you know that is something that has really, um, it it always strikes me, and and it's very empowering, um, in ACB is that, you know, they're just learning from each other and, you know, building each other up and encouraging each other. I mean, you know, that is is finally how I was like wanted to take that first step and say, okay, you know, I want to start trying, um, and and you know, going from there and and just having that network that I can ask questions of and not you know feel judged and always to to feel supported is huge. I know, um, you know, when I when I finished the beef stew and you know when my fiance had it and and we were done with all the cleanup and everything else i was so excited i i texted tori and i said you know guess what i did um and and you know and i was incredibly proud of you yes we had thank you we had a conversation (laughs) about it so um you know just it's it's really is just about you know having that those people you can go to and ask questions and feel supported but uh we we'll get back to the beef stew all right. Sounds good. So, yeah, um, I mean, for me, part of why I tend to go fast sometimes, too, is there's only so much standing I can do. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, you uh, spent your time at the, uh, you know, you took your time to cut the meat and the vegetables and uh, you. Yep. The meat was the already. Time. Yeah, the meat was already cubed. Um, okay. So I didn't have to do anything with that, which I, I like. So I will be definitely buying um, more uh I think it's stew beef, I think, or just, I think yes. is how it's, it's labeled. Um, so yes, that was already uh, pre-cut. And I, I did have assistance um, from my friend with browning the beef and the onion. Um, I am told that that is not necessary. So I don't think I will do that next time. Um, I think I'll just put everything in the crock pot. All right. And um, so then you browned it. So did you end up using like the crock pot or um, anything like that when you were done with cutting everything up or did you just kind of like mix it all together? So no, I, so I, like, uh, like I said, I had assistance with like browning the beef and the onion on the stove, like pre-browning them, which, you know, again, I'm told is not necessary. So I probably, I won't do that next time. I think I'll probably just dump everything in. Um, And that's literally what I did. Yeah, was you just, can just dump everything in. You the browning everything in. Um, is an is an option, and a lot of them do say you should do it, but you don't have to. Um, so, but if you want to brown it, then yeah, on the stove is a good way to brown it. But otherwise, just throw it in with your veggies and stuff. Yeah, and I used a liner um, because I again I am not you know the the idea of like scrubbing a crock pot with all of that residue on it uh, did not super appealed to me um so i used a liner and i was so upset because afterwards when you know we were done and i was cleaning up the liner had leaked not significantly so but enough to warrant having to use you know the scrub brush and the dawn dish detergent with it 
before you put it in the dishwasher. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the liner leaked. Least you have the option of the dishwasher. Uh, I'm not so fortunate, but uh, some of us have to wash stuff by hand. By hand, yeah. No, I I was uh, very uh, very grateful, you know, that I could just I I scrubbed it out as best I could, you know, got most of the residue off, and then uh, popped that puppy in the dishwasher and let the dishwasher run overnight. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. So you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on too is you really could take advantage of some modern conveniences. Um, you were able to, for instance, you know, buy meat already cut up. So that saved yes. some steps, you know, you and onions, diced onions, yeah, yep. di the diced onions. Yes. And I think that's important because some people would argue that's cheating and maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. But if you're trying to learn how to cook, at least starting off that way, if nothing else, even if you want to graduate to being able to do it yourself later on, or even if you don't, that's fine too. But at least it gives you some great getting started options that are still do it yourself but you have some help along the way yeah hey, even I, I sometimes get the already cut up stuff just because i can i i was yeah. excited to and i think too you know whenever you hear about you know and again this this goes back to you know when when if if i graduate to that step where i want to cut the onions or you know i want to do something that I've not done before, you know, I, I would go to, you know, you guys or just, or, you know, any of my blind friends who, who cook or who have way more experience cooking than I do and say, you know, okay, tell me how to, how do I cut up an onion? Cause I always have heard from sighted people about, you know, oh, you have to, you know, peel off the skin and, and all these kinds of things. But again, they're approaching it from a sighted perspective and they use their vision and they don't even think about it. And I'm going, okay, if I'm going to cut up an onion, how do I do it? How do I make sure that, you know, do you just rip the skin off with your hands or those extra layers off and until you get to the part that's, you know, where the flesh of the onion is? Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of cheat now and just get the cut-up stuff mostly, but I like to cut it in half and then get the stuff off that way because I can kind of feel easier that it's coming off. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of cut the the root bits at the ends off, with an, uh, cut it in half, and then just peel yep. the extra layers off. Okay. Yep. Um, all right, so... Uh, yeah, so so I understand that to, like your beef stew was good enough that your fiance wanted seconds. He did. He uh, he wanted went back for seconds, um, and I also did uh, the. These were kind of I, I guess I described them as like mini biscuits um, that were just like probably maybe the size of a half dollar, maybe a little bit bigger. Um, and we I, we cooked those in the oven, and then I had one with nutella which is actually delicious um on like a biscuit and oh, then oh yeah it was really good um and then i had uh one with a raspberry preserve that we had Ooh. actually uh gotten and so um that was that those were were yummy i i am actually a fan of the like the bigger um pillsbury grand biscuits and um, that you that come like in the you know the biscuit can that you just kind of pull off and it makes that uh, pop sound. Um, so those are my favorite, but we didn't have any of those uh, in the freezer. And so I, I, my fiance is probably six feet tall um, and significantly 
um, you know, uh, taller and um, greater in stature than I am. So he always <laughs> eats more than I do. So I knew he was going to want more than just, you know, beef stew. So I uh, opted for the biscuits as well. Well, that definitely sounds good. I've not had Nutella on biscuits before. I've had them on Oh, pancakes. you got to try it. I've had them on strawberries. I will tell you from my experiences, I can... We actually had a discussion about this on a cooking call a few weeks ago when I did a pizza. And I can do those pop-up cans if I have to. Um, but I actually find I found out that a lot of people just prefer to get sighted help. And uh, for good reason, those cans are very tricky. So one thing that well, they're I they're hard to open. <laughs> they are. So one thing that I found, and um, I maybe I, to me they taste the same at least, and it's going to depend on the grocery store. But I found like frozen biscuits that are in the freezer that okay. you just put in the oven instead, the oven. and. If you think they taste all right. Now, what can really affect your decision, of course, is ultimately taste. If you get the frozen biscuits and you're like, nah, they don't taste the same. The same. You're, you're going to be motivated to try to find a way to make that can work, uh, let right. me tell you. But or or if, if you for find, some reason you can't have the prepared stuff because of allergies, you're going to be motivated to make your own. Yeah, find, or yeah, yeah, find something else. So it's that funny. too, but... Uh, it's funny you say that because those those mini biscuits were frozen biscuits and I did ended yeah. up actually not liking them. I I was like, oh, these don't these aren't as soft and and you know, I I so I next time, you know, I was like, I when we ate the leftovers um actually later that week, we did we did the uh the biscuits in a can. So, with the pop-up can. Well, if you ever get if you if you get to the point where you're able to open those things uh, by yourself, you're we're going to have you definitely talk about that because that is an interesting experience. I have done it, but I've probably given myself the most injuries on opening the can in the wrong spot. Oh, yeah. Cut. Nuts. It's not easy to do. Oh, yeah. No. Um so and but that is totally awesome. Now, okay, a couple of things I have to ask. I mean, I'm assuming the issue with the rabbits had nothing to do with the fact that they still had the fur on, you know, eating those cute little furry rabbits. <laughs> do we no. would have to ask that one for me? I would, did. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to eat our pet rabbits once that my ex-girlfriend and I had, and, you know, because it would save some money. Yes, I've maybe. heard about that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. She wouldn't let me do it. But on, by contrast, my dad jokingly told me that the rabbit I just tasted to see if I would eat it was my pet rabbit, and I cried and went racing to check that he was okay. Oh, oh gosh. That's so nice. Then oh, people that's... wonder why I have issues with meat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely can understand that. Well, that, that, that is cool, and... Um... For that, we'll send your dad some garlic, and uh, he'll never do that again. All right. Well, we won't actually do that because he is allergic. I'm just kidding. Oh, but, dear. Uh, <laughs> anyway. um, okay. My first question, though, in regards to the rabbit, and would you have actually, if you'd have been doing rabbit stew, would you have actually put carrots in that rabbit stew, knowing that's the rabbit's, uh, and don't you think that might have been a bit heartless, you know, putting it, hey, rabbit, you're not Yes, I would have. <laughs> put some carrots in there. She just wanted extra carrot. Yeah, I, I like carrots in the stew. So yes, I would have put carrots <laughs> in the stew. So then I'm, I'm assuming you can tell us, and I'm going in an elevator here. So uh, 
Hopefully we don't lose signal, but, um, well, you'll still be there and I'll be there. Oh, I think um, we lost we, we did lose her, me, yeah. And I'm going to have to pop out in a second to go to Friendship Circle. Right, Friendship Circle. I'm sure he will return shortly, and I agree. All right. Oh, there he is. Okay. There you go. You're back. I'm back. Okay. So, did you hear my question? No. No. Okay. But I, but before you ask it, so that you can edit this bit out before you ask it, I'm going to have to pop out to go to the other call to go host. All right. Well, um, Twinkling Tori, before you go leave us, did you have any final questions you would like to ask uh, Colby? No, but I would like to thank Colby very much for agreeing to come in here and uh, say again, I'm really proud of you for um, going with your inspiration from the calls and cooking. And I hope to hear about plenty more cooking experiments from you in the future. Oh, thank you. I, I, I thank you um, and Herbie and all of the ACB cooks and everyone in ACB, honestly, um, for, you know, always being willing to meet people where they're at and to not judge if we have questions, um, because it's so important to feel supported and to learn from each other and to know that when you come to someone with a question about something that you maybe have never had experience with or done before, um, that, you know, you're, you're not going to be judged or laughed at or mocked for asking that question and for having that question. Well, you know, one of the things I'm going to mention too real quick is being in an environment where we can't judge people has also really helped me as a teacher and a presenter as well too, because I mean, I would never intentionally judge anybody anyway, but you no, know, it's helped me learn how to do better at meeting people you know, at their own levels and right. stuff like that too. So it really goes both ways, not judging. Yeah. And I throw this out there for anybody that's doing any kind of teaching call or whatever, where you keeping it safe, respectful and welcoming, it's a lot more than just making the calls friendly to everybody. It can really affect how you interact with people. And yeah. so. And I, that in turn, you know, that interaction I mean, you know, that can change someone's perspective and make them want to to try like I did. <laughs> exactly. All right. So my question was, what does rabbit taste like? So the the two times that I have had rabbit in my life, one was on a I think it was it wasn't a salad. It was, it was rabbit. And then like with cr like cranberries and goat cheese. And I can't remember how the rabbit was prepared. It was cooked obviously somehow. I don't want to say it might have been just, I, I don't remember. It was, I was young. Um, and actually my parents did the same thing. You know, I tried it. I liked it. It tasted good. And they were like, Oh, by the way, you know, that's also thumper. And I was like, no, thumper. So, so by being young, I mean, you're pretty young now. So, so that must've not been too long ago. Then, right? So. Uh, no, this was probably, I was, I was very young. I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine at the time. Um, so, and I'm, I'm significantly older than that now. Um, but, and then um, the other time, of course, was uh, the rabbit stew or braised rabbit um, at a friend's house. Um, so it, it, 
I don't know that it tastes any different than, I mean, obviously it's a different texture than beef. It's much leaner, um, but it still had a really good flavor. Um, when I, you know, when I tried it, um, in it at, at my friend's house, it was just, it was very good. It was very, I would describe it as very savory. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Don't think it's something I personally would want to try now, but, um, anyway, that's oh, you, the whole you'd have, you, don't knock it until you tried it. Uh, that, the, you know, that is true. It's not for taste reasons why I wouldn't try it. It's for different reasons altogether, but, oh, no. uh, um, no, nothing bad, nothing, nothing bad. But uh, uh, well, that is definitely interesting about the rabbit. So, and then it's really good that you know the beef stew turned out the way it did. A couple recommendations I will give you and my listeners. One thing that really goes well, especially with beef roasts, is cream of mushroom soup. And you know, I also like to add in garlic. And the French onion soup mix is also a good flavorful source to mix in with the cream of mushroom soup and the beef um really more so if you're doing like a roast i don't know i've never done that for a stew because obviously you want the uh, onions and then i me i, I would it probably could be an alternative it. i mean it's definitely an alternative worth exploring yeah and um i will uh like i would brown it in a little bit of olive oil myself along with the veggies and then let it uh, boil but uh, those are just some interesting uh, alternatives to for sure try so the uh, canned uh, cream of mushroom soup from Campbell's and just like the Lipton onion soup mix is another combination another thing that can go really well on beef is uh, rosemary and um, so those are some other things to definitely explore and uh you know sheila's actually going to be doing a well we'll have done actually by the time we get this aired a where's the beef recipe call so yes uh we're gonna have some beef recipes and i'll contribute a few too and i definitely want to try some more here on uh, my uh, cooking call so all right real quick then so Tell any more did you what do you like to say about like you know the uh, tater tot casserole like how what all did you put into that one so that is actually pretty easy um i found it easy again it's one of those recipes and where you i just i had to make myself like slow down and use my hands and take my time um but it's ground beef um i use the like canned peas and carrots and of course you just drain them um before you you put them in um and then in actually for that one instead of uh diced onion i used the um the like what do you call them the little fried onions that you can get like in a big bag um fried onions yep yes yes i used green casserole exactly yes so i used those um instead i am a huge fan of onion and the flavor that it lends to things but if there's like chunks of onion um that is not something i like um so i would rather have it where it is just cooks cooked to, to death and you know just have it for the flavoring rather than just having like big big chunks of it in anything um but for the tater tot casserole i used the fried onions um and it's just uh 
you know, ground, ground beef, um, and then a 16 ounce package of frozen tater tots. Um, there's canned peas, the canned carrots, and oh, I also do the, um, do canned corn as well. Um, and then probably some sort of uh, like cream of chicken, I think, soup. Um, and, you know, you brown the ground beef, um, put that on the bottom and then kind of layer everything else or just, you know, put everything else on top of the ground beef and put it in the oven and, you know, let it, let it cook, let it do its thing. And then, um, add, you know, your cheese on top just so that it melts, um, shredded. I, I do shredded, sh shredded, sharp cheddar. Um, that's, you know, how I, one of the ones that I really like, I'm a big fan of any and all things. Well, cheese, but sharp cheddar is probably one of my favorites. Um, and then, you know, you just, you dish it out and serve it and, uh, then store your leftovers in the freezer and then you can reheat, um, and have an easy, you know, easy meal to uh, reheat later, uh, when needed. Definitely. All right. Well, that, I got to tell you, I'm feeling inspired to make one, if not both, recipes on a future call. All right. Uh, well, I, your beef really stroganoff is something that I want to uh, to try making. Uh, All right. Well, we have to give Courtney. Courtney was the one that actually did the uh, beef stroganoff, though I did do the hamburger helper stroganoff a while yes. back. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, definitely give that a try. Well, that, and that leads into my next question. What future things do you, uh, you think you are going to try? Um, I definitely want to try the too much chocolate cake. Um, I've, I've heard about that. Um, and I always love seeing like, you know, cause so I, for anybody, um, kind of a behind the scenes, I'm in charge of putting together all of the schedules each week for ACB community events. So I take all of the data from all of the different sources that it comes in and all the different information that it comes in as and compile it into the daily schedule that all of you uh, receive. And there are so many other people that that have roles in that process as well. But um, I am, you know, taking that data and putting it in. And so I always enjoy seeing what you're going to cook each week. And I have saved a lot of the recipes as well. Um, or, you know, know who to ask. Hey, Herbie, send me your re this recipe, please. Um, and I tend to save my recipes in uh, Word documents and then access them from, you know, Dropbox or OneDrive. Um, I prefer Dropbox uh, personally, right now at least. And so have, you know, access to all of those like on my computer or on my phone um, so that I can, you know, look up the ingredients and, and have access to it as well. Um, Google and your A-Lady device are also good to ask for recipe suggestions. Definitely. And I agree with you about Dropbox wholeheartedly. That's what uh, I use for all my uh, things and it's very easy to access. I'm constantly referencing my documents that are in Dropbox on the phone when I do the calls and yes. uh, 
I am excited to hear that you're going to try the uh, too much chocolate cake. That definitely, yes. I remember you being uh, drooling over that one. Yes, I was. When I, when I saw that that was uh, what you were going to do, I was like, oh my gosh, because I am a chocolate uh, fanatic. Um, milk chocolate and dark chocolate are what I prefer. I, I still think white chocolate is not chocolate, but that's just me. Um, oh, we got to have a talk about that. I, uh, oh. at the time of this, I just had a white chocolate mocha as a matter of fact, but uh, okay. Now that I, I would go, I could go for that. I could go for a white chocolate mocha. Um, but, uh, yes. And, uh, if you ever have anything that is chocolate and raspberry, I will be very excited as well. Yeah, that, that goes into, um, there's certain things I would cook for me that um, Chanel wouldn't like because she's not a raspberry person, but chocolate and raspberry, no, that is definitely a very good thing. And chocolate and strawberry, and uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go find the chocolate raspberry recipe now. So. Yes, yes, do it. All right. Well, you know, maybe I think I, one of the things I talked about doing and I just need to get around to doing it is actually creating a Dropbox folder that has all my recipes. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to get working on that. That would be amazing. That would, uh, that would uh, be a great way, you know, cause then you can just fire it off to people and they can download it, you know, exactly. at their convenience and have access to it. So yes, please. I'm a, I say yes, yes, yes. Do that. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, let's see if I can get that done tonight. Uh, well in time for uh, the cooking call tomorrow. Cause that shouldn't be too hard. So, all right. And, um, It'll just be the text files because I know not everybody has the uh, two the terabyte uh, hard, uh, Dropbox space. So right, um, the audio calls will still be on YouTube and all that good stuff. But uh, we're gonna get that done starting tonight. So. All right. Well, Colby, you have been wonderful as always. Um, you know, real quick. So here's an interesting question. Um, now, since you are a big NASCAR fan, are there, is there any NASCAR-inspired dishes that you think you're going to try or would like to try at some point? Oh, so, you know, there is, and I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there, I, I believe I remember hearing something about a NASCAR cookbook at one point um, where, you know, a lot of people in NASCAR contributed recipes. So that would be something that I would be interested in just to see if there would be anything in there that I like um, and I would want to attempt. Um, but I, other than that, I don't, I can't think of any like NASCAR inspired dishes off the top of my head at the moment, but never say never. Yep. All right. Well, we'll have to see if that's on Bookshare or something because, uh, yeah, that could uh, go racing off to that. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, we are taking up a lot of time, folks. If uh, For those of you listening, if you have any questions for Colby, uh, we will get those and uh, send them off to her and uh, get you some answers in the following week's cooking call because of her scheduling. We had to do this uh, pre-recorded. But uh, we have actually talked for nearly an hour just on uh, this uh, whole beef stew and uh, <laughs> other things. So any uh, final closing remarks or anything you'd like to address that uh, we've not talked about so far? Any words of wisdom, that type of thing? Um, I honestly just want to say thank you. Thank you for, you know, putting yourselves out there and being a resource for 
you know, those of us who didn't think that we would ever really want to cook. Um, you have certainly been one of the reasons why I have felt like, you know, okay, maybe I can try this. And um, I, I just, I, I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart and um, just am so grateful to have, you know, a lot of the friendships that have developed for me, um, you know, from just through ACB and, and the ACB community. Well, it sounds like you made that maybe into an I can. So that I think is totally incredible that you tried it. And yes, did you need help with a couple of things? But you know, overall, you did it, and uh, you're. If you keep uh, trying, you're. You, you know, you're going to do great, and you will learn your limits and uh, what you can and can't do, what you feel comfortable doing and not doing. And not everybody does everything, and it'll. I think you know, definitely find things that are fun to cook, like chocolate cakes, and that'll definitely uh, help keep you. You know, definitely make you feel inspired. Yes. And the other thing, oh yes, the, so the other tool I was going to mention though, rather than tongues, is a double spatula. Um, okay. Because what it is, it's literally two spatulas on a hinge, and so you only have the one side to contend with, and it's a lot easier to grab things with that. Like, I do horribly with the one single spatulas and balancing and all that, but the double spatula is nice because I can use the bottom spatula to scoop, clamp down the top spatula and flip and there you oh. go so. oh that's brilliant okay i need a link for a double spatula then all right i'll <laughs> see what i can do to get you in that all right well we've been talking ladies and gentlemen to the one and only colby garrison one of the hardest working people in our acb community and uh, she puts herself out there too, guys, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. ACB time, which is Eastern with Community Connect. And it's a great opportunity for conversation, advertising your calls, and so much more. And she's just, you know, a very essential part to our community. She keeps things going and keeps everything organized and it does an amazing amount of work. So thank you, Colby, for all that you do as well because that's i i know something of what you do and i can appreciate how difficult that is juggling a whole bunch of moving parts so i think you'll find cooking a lot easier <laughs> maybe maybe all right well thank you colby and we will see you next time and i do apologize for the fact that i had to be in the that parking garage for the last part of my interview, I was under the impression my a paratransit ride would be arriving any moment, and we won't go into that sub story. But let's just say that I was they they were off by an entire hour and change, so I could have been in a better environment. Um, so, so they affected Colby's interview. I I should get them in trouble for that. Anyway, <laughs> you, you think that'll work? Um, no. No? And by the way, I need to find out what the name of that book is because searching NASCAR recipe book on um, Bookshare doesn't bring up anything. Uh, exactly. The best result I could come up with was a no sugar cookbook. No yeah, way. that's all I was getting. Ooh. Why would uh, why do we want that? No, no, no. Even if no. you're diabetic, stay away from the artificial sweeteners, okay? Yeah. Anyway, um, um, also we, we do have one hand raised, Herbie. Oh. 
All right, good. We will get to that in just a second. What were we going to say, Tori? Uh, one, we need to get a find a chocolate raspberry recipe for Colby. And two, um, yes, the um, um, soup suggestion that you had would work for um, doing a stew with the um, cream of whichever you wanted to use and the French onion soup. And three, the Dropbox folder thing is what I do as well. I actually have a folder in my Dropbox where I've got my recipes all sorted into folders in that. Um, yes. They're easy to access. And if you've not noticed, it is now actually included. Um, I do actually have said Dropbox folder created, and there is a link to it now in the daily email. So uh, give that a try. Let me know if uh, everybody, if you're able to access those recipes or not. And uh, you should be able to download the, any ones that uh, you want. I have quite a bit in there, and I'm going to go look to see what all is missing. So, and uh, I wonder if we can make the flan into a chocolate raspberry flan. Interesting idea. Well, anyway. How to, work, how to make it in the first place first. Good, good we'll idea. All right, I understand we have at least one hand, so if yes. you have any questions or comments, guys, just raise those little hands in Zoom and Clubhouse, and, and we will Club, get to you. In Clubhouse, the request to speak button is in the lower right-hand corner. Very oh, good. Oh, now we have two All hands. Right. So, uh, and we're, we're going with uh, first, uh, first names that start with the letter D. Okay, first we're starting with Diane. All right, Diane. Hello, Diane. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I I also 100% agree with Colby regarding white chocolate not being real chocolate. Jack, um, can we get her so, muted? Oh, just kidding. I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> wait a minute. Because I agree with wait, her. Wait a minute. Well, well, I agree with Kirby. I'm sorry. White chocolate is still chocolate. It might be um, not as strong chocolate, but it's still chocolate. Anyway. Um, the thing I was going to mention was that um, we you, we use a lot of what are called fingerling potatoes in our cooking, and those are um, uh, they're still a small potato, and they're long, you know, kind of long, and some of them are skinny, and some of them are a little fatter, and um, some of them are small enough that you can just use them as is without having to cut them. And some of them, you know, you might cut in half or real big ones, you might cut them in thirds. But um, they're, they're a really good potato. And, um, oh, and I also agree with you about Nutella. And I've been um, eating Nutella since like 1977 um, because so my husband is Italian. And, and he, used to, he used to get it, you know... They used to buy it at the Italian stores. That was the only place you could get it back then. And it was imported from Italy. And uh, we both think there's a difference between a uh, difference in flavor between Nutella imported from Italy and that which they That's always the case make over here. So. And the Italian one, Italian one is definitely better. <laughs> Well, yeah, I would they imagine started so. doing it first, yeah. I mean, here in America, yeah. we just copy things and make them cheaply, and everybody likes it, so or thinks they like yeah, it. Yeah, they like the price tag. Yeah. And, yeah, the, um, the, yeah real look, Italian Nutella is a lot more expensive, but it's worth it. You know, I wanted to look into Italian Nutella, then. I did not know that. And I think I've only ever had the American stuff. I've had, I've had it on strawberries. I've had it on crepes. 
And um, oh yes, bananas, uh, Nutella banana crepes yeah. are delicious. Also, stuff like that is really good with pretzels. Mm, I bet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Diane and Desi, you're both D's, and you've both been hosts of me, so as a thank you gift, I will send you both some uh, delicious white chocolate. And <laughs> I'll get the oh gift boy. back because you guys won't like it, and uh, then, I, but, you know, everybody's happy. I sent you all a gift. Yeah, and I get you send them it, a so. gift. It's not your fault if they don't want it, right? Exactly. Funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, right. well, th- thanks, Herbie. <laughs> and uh, you always right. do such a great job on this call. Thank you, so. thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and next up we have Dexter. Dexter, Dexter. all right. Hello. Well, first, uh, with regard to the flavor of uh, of rabbits, um, basically the, the meat is a richer meat. Um, you know, yes, it's very lean, you know, similar to how your chicken and that are lean, but it's a very rich tasting meat All right. in comparison. We used to butcher, well, I used to, typically I was raising a hundred rabbits all the time and we'd butcher about 30 per month, uh, yeah, about 30 a month. I, th- I think you're when making our co-host upset here. Um, just <laughs> For those who want to not eat rabbits and cows and such, you can just put some mushrooms in this stew, by the way. All right. I'm fine with the cows. Rabbit, no. By the way, though, with it being the day after Halloween, I was surprised that you weren't trying to do something like, you know, uh, uh, two-stone treats or uh, gravestone creations, recipes from the grave. Not everybody celebrates Halloween. No, and, including myself. Though and, I, I, well, yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, maybe if you just sent me your well, recipes from the grave because a month. Of that, uh, email well, you I sent it to me. Yeah but, you to the... say, yeah, but you sent it to me like you know over the weekend when we'd already planned out this call. So you know, yeah. I, I... <laughs> if if you sent it earlier, we could have. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty comical, though. I had never heard of recipes. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought myself before. that would have been a dead end job, but uh, basically, there's this woman who uh, I guess will borrow recipes from gravestones, and um, well, you know, you have to wonder. Um, over here, we actually do have a brand of pizza called Tombstone Pizza, so I wonder if uh, they came from the grave. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, no Halloween stuff. Well, Two we reasons. I don't so, so, Halloween either, but I, yeah, I thought well, that was you know pretty interesting because I've never before that article I'd never heard of uh, well, uh, gravestones no. having uh, recipes uh, on. I, I do, I do celebrate Halloween, but for one thing, Herbie doesn't, and for another thing, we did do pumpkin pasties last week. So yes, we did. And, we did do something um, vaguely Halloween themed. Exactly. And besides, people want to buy their candy from the store. They don't want to make it. I mean, um, we could have done candy recipes, but, you know, because I have got some, but then we could yeah. do those another time. There's always yeah. next year or around and Christmas. We'll just have to do some white tra- chocolate raspberry ones. We'll make some Christmas candy. Yeah, um, let's make Christmas. Okay, and we have Tony with her hand up as well. All right. Well, before we go to Tony, do we have anybody over on the clubhouse side? We do not. 
All right, Tony or DJ, whoever it is. Or Tony and DJ. <laughs> exactly. We're it's not. It's, it's 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 not DJ. It's me. Okay. Hello, me. Hello, me. Uh-oh. See, we're prepared either way. <laughs> yeah. I I make a beef stew. Okay. Okay, and um, I use the red potatoes. You know the mm-hmm. um, small red. You know the medium sized red potatoes that I I have to cut them like in. Yes. Um, cubes or something like that and I use baby carrots and onion you know and c- cut all that up but and then but I use instead of um, you know I use the packaged gravy you know okay. the, yeah and um, and all I have to do is just add water you know a little bit of water in there and stir it up and put a little bit of seasoning in it and stir it up and ju- and just you know and put it I put it in the slow cooker and um with the um the meat the cube meat you know yep, yep. Salt and pe- with the salt and pepper with the cube meat and everything and yep. um and just pour the gravy over it you know and I usually put it on at 10 I usually put it on about 10 o'clock in the morning and I let it cook until about um four o'clock between three and four and that's the best stuff. I do something similar as a general rule. If I want a simple stew, I will do something like that, but with mushrooms instead of the meat. And so I, I didn't know you could use mushrooms. You just gave me you, something new. Yep, I didn't know you could you use can, mushrooms. You can use mushrooms instead of or as well as the meat. Oh. All right. So okay. You can also okay. use any meat you want. So you could do chicken or something like that if you want it instead. Um, can you do chicken breast? Can you do you chicken can, breast? You yeah, just cut cut up your chicken breast, just cut it into chunks, like uh-huh. um, now, bite-sized chunks. And, the yeah. one uh-huh. thing I would mention with the chicken breast is because I think that cubed meat already comes pre-cooked, which is why you don't have to... No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's okay. why you... What, basically, you have to, especially if you're using meat, you have to have that slow cooker on for at least five or six hours. Right, because... Yeah, because I'd always heard of browning the meat. That was, I, was, I was surprised to hear what Colby had said about not needing to brown the meat well, when putting it in the crock pot. If I mean, if you want to um, make you have your um, meat really, really well cooked and be able to taste that it was brown, but you don't want to mess about with a stove, you can always put a little bit of butter in the bottom of your crock pot and put it on with your meat in just to brown it slightly in there and then add everything else to your crock pot once you've had that in there for a couple of minutes. All right. Well, unlike Kobe, I use the bags in the, um, in the slow cooker, mm-hmm. you know, the cooking bags. I use those, yeah. you know, because me, myself, I don't want to wash out the bottom of the slogan. <laughs> I think she did mention the liner, actually. Yes, so. she, yes. she did. That's yes. what she said. So, she said yes. she's like Kobe. So, yeah. I, so I do use the liners. Yeah. I, okay. I don't use the liners because they're hard to get over here. Um, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. but no, you don't have to. That's why you have to you have to cook it for at least five hours. though. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah. it's a great thing though that you could put on in the morning and ha- and it'll be ready for you come dinner time. Definitely. Right, right between three and four because that's around dinner time is about three or four. You so thank you. I just wanted to let you all know that I do do that. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, to- right. DJ. Uh, tell Tony. I never know. No, it's me. Yeah, it's me. Okay, That's right. So- all right. Well, thank you, me. All right. Who's next? Next, we have Abraham. Abraham. All right. We're going from D to E. Um, I thought I'd be. Uh, I was also curious with the race car recipe book, and I googled it. It's mm-hmm. um, race day grab uh, by Angela Skinner. Thank you. Um, and I don't think it's on Bookshare though. It probably is not. Yeah. They have a ton of NASCAR books, just not that one. But yeah. Um, I would also be interested in any raspberry and chocolate recipes. <laughs> All I right, well, we're going to make that our December goal. I'm going to look through my recipes, and I'm sure Tori's going to look through her recipes, and we'll compare notes and see what we come up with. So, um, December is going to be a chocolate and a raspberry um, thing there. So, all right, I'm glad there's some interest in that. And, okay, um, and then we have Holly Anderson. All right, before we get to Holly, I just want to mention that we mentioned, you know, I mentioned Bookshare because it's a source of free books if you have, um, you know, a membership. But of course, you know, if it's available in another ebook format, that doesn't mean it's not accessible. So I just wanted to mention that as well. All right, Holly. Hello. Um, so I uh, love beef stew. And I had a recipe actually that I've been wanting to try for like a year and I can't get my family on board because none of them are, I don't think they're against beef stew, but I think I'm just going to have to make it and <laughs> the, whether they eat it or not, you will. because it has brown gravy in it. And one of my favorite things is um, beef and brown gravy. I've never had beef stew with brown gravy, but this recipe has brown gravy and beef um, broth and different things. And I think I really want to try it, especially after this talking about it all for like all right. an hour and a half i definitely want to be soon now you should definitely try it and if they don't like it well then you get more don't you exactly, exactly. that's true the and diced by the onions, way the book is not on bookshare i just the diced right. onions i didn't realize you could buy diced onions because one of the things that i yes. sort of avoid yes. is I, I like onion sometimes but i don't like big chunks either and i also don't want to cut them so there, they so have to invest there's in. a couple of options you can buy diced onions which you can get either in the fresh produce sections or the freezer section mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't use very much at once you want to go for the freezer section one because you can just grab a handful out of the bag uh, although if you get from the fresh produce section and don't want to use it all you can always grab some out and then put the rest in your freezer mm-hmm. um, the other option is if you want the oniony taste but don't really like bits of onion you can get onion powder or onion granules in the herbs and spices section yep. and then you can have yeah. the oniony taste and you don't have to worry about chunks of onion and yeah i have heard about that and one of the beauties of online shopping is you can really type in these things in the search bar and, and easily find, find results you. that way, and it'll find it for you. So if you're curious, oh, is there diced onions or diced peppers, you know, type it mm-hmm. in or type to chopped and see what results you come up with. And that I would say is, I mean, if you get a knowledgeable courtesy clerk, that always helps too, or a knowledgeable <laughs> person. But yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> again, this is why I adopted online shopping well before COVID. Yeah. Um, so, is there a way for, like, if you have the diced onions, is there a way to know, like, a, a recipe will call for, like, a small onion or whatever? Is there a way to know how much to put in? I just. 
use my yes. personal preference. Like um, I have um, a meatloaf recipe that calls for, I'll just use the entire tub of diced onion. Because, uh, as a general rule, yeah. um, a cup of onion is approximately the size of a medium onion. Okay. Thanks. And the other thing that I've noticed too, at least over here, is the fresh onion diced onion comes in bigger chunks than the frozen diced onion. And so that can be another factor too. So that that does happen over here as well. So for you who don't really do big chunks of onion, your best bet is to have the um, frozen diced onion or onion powder. Yep. If you you can just put it in there frozen and and cook it like you would. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so this is good to know. You can do that um, because where it's been frozen, when it starts defrosting, it'll be softer. So it would have already softened. So the time it takes to defrost is the equivalent of the time that fresh onion would take to start to soften. Right. Okay. So, and I... if you're doing onion powder, then um, depending on how much taste you want to how much you would use of that but probably a teaspoon would give you the equivalent of having a medium onion in your stew okay thanks so much all right who do we have next okay um at this point we have no more raised hands no more raised hands. Well, hello, no more raised hands. Oh, you're saying there's nobody with their Exactly. No one is raising I was, their hand. I was going to say something. And nobody in Clubhouse. Hello, nobody. Oh, oh, there's nobody on stage in Clubhouse. All right. I do see there's several of you in the audience. So hope you all have enjoyed uh, the show over there in Clubhouse. And what were you going to say, Tori? If you want to ask questions, then you need to do it now because else we'll go away and you won't get a chance. Exactly. And um, if you have any questions for Colby, I know she's not with us, but uh, we will we, we will, will get them to her. And um, she's busy training with community dog. Exactly. Well, guys, I hope you all have enjoyed it. As you heard, the recording was not actually edited. I probably will do some slight bit of editing for the final podcast thingy that I upload to YouTube you when just I get around to it. Have to edit twice, did you? No. And uh, I, I have so many things to going on, too, that uh, oh. the interview came out really well. And uh, I thought... And it's more of my pickiness trying to take out some of the disfluencies and all that. So, anyway, next week it is a, re- a repeat visitor, actually. as uh, Well, we've got two repeat visitors coming up. Uh, we've got... Uh, Patty and Kayla Lob, but I think next week... It's Kayla uh, first. First, yep, that's what I thought. I I have my coordinator here who uh, keeps me in line. And, Someone's uh, got to. Exactly. So if, if you want to become a guest on the call, talk to Tori and she'll get you slotted in. And uh, we do have uh, some openings for December, but, uh, you know, we... But, you know, but, mo- but apart from a couple of slots, because we would like to do something ourselves. At least exactly. Once so apart from a couple of slots, we're mostly taking bookings for next year now. Exactly. And in fact, we already do have one potential booking for next year. Um, we're trying to... And uh, that was... And we're also trying to book Belinda as well, because she was part of the ACB leadership uh, well, community earlier. Gonna- book her this side of christmas hopefully yep yep um so next week we're gonna learn how to make caramel flan and uh, that will be uh talked to us by kayla la she actually has two recipes that i'll be including the caramel flan and the homemade condensed milk which 
I must admit, until yesterday, I did not know you could do homemade condensed milk. So you learn something new every day or every previous day, whatever it was. <laughs> so that's going to be next week right here on this very same community call. So we hope you will join us for that. And um, a lot of other great uh, calls happening throughout the week. Tomorrow, it's the uh, recipe swap. I forget what the theme is, but that's going to be with Sheila at 6 p.m. Microwave recipes. Microwave. Okay. So um, there you go. I... that's good for people who like the microwave and I will tell you truthfully that it's a convenience tool. No, but for some people for some people using the microwave or not can be the difference between cooking and not cooking. Yes. Oh, Oh, definitely can. Uh, and, and that is definitely true though um, if you're in a situation like I was once where you were living in a hotel room um, exactly. you have to worry about uh, you have the microwave but then you also have the fridge space. Those hotel fridges only go so far guys. Exactly. Um, but that's a whole Not other to story. mention the fact that sometimes you're in a hurry and you haven't made anything. And yes, you know. so we hope you'll learn about uh, microwave recipes tomorrow night with Sheila. Like I said, that is going to be at uh, six p.m. Central. And uh, also this Sunday in the kitchen with Courtney and Kayla. And I f- oh, now I'm drawing uh, a blank no. on what she said. No, yeah, she's yep. doing it every other week, and she did it this week. By the way, that was 7 p.m. Eastern time, just for anybody. Yes. Who oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. For, for those who time. don't live on Herbie's time. No, yeah. so, um, but anyway, no, Courtney announced this uh, last Sunday, unless I was dreaming, but I don't think I was, that well, until things... Uh, she no, she actually announced that she was going to be doing her call every Sunday with a one week break oh, okay. during after Thanksgiving. I, I was, I was so. hosting the Braille Room, so I missed that. Yep. So that was Courtney's announcement. So do expect oh, well, in the kitchen you. with uh, Courtney. Um, Kayla, if you remember what we're cooking, you guys are cooking this weekend and you want to let us know real quick, then by all means do so. Um, but, uh, and I do believe, I understand I this to be... doing various sides for Thanksgiving. Yep. And I will, you know, I've not really thought about how to do a cooking call based on a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to... We're going to do a Thanksgiving dessert. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do the Thanksgiving dessert. And I may figure out something for uh, my Thanksgiving dinner because I don't really do the whole turkey bit. We do like the uh, smoked turkey legs. I think i got to see if I can find them. Anyway. Just do, just do the sides. You don't need the turkey. Just do the sides. Well, they've already seen me make mashed potatoes. And I actually did do a call. My first call was making green bean casseroles. So. Well, true, but because we're doing the pumpkin pie the week before Thanksgiving anyway, and we were hoping to get Belinda afterwards, so we haven't even got, we haven't really got any free slots this side of Thanksgiving anyway. So yes, all right, guys. Focus on Christmas, hurry. Yeah, I, I'm focused on Christmas. I, I, I'm focused on Christmas, and um, there you go. I don't know what we'll be doing this year, if there'll be no Christmas call specials or how that's going to work. So just everybody stay tuned to your community lists, which if you've not subscribed, community at acb.org, give them your name and email address and say, hey, please, please, please add me to this wonderful list of daily calls. I can't wait. Use use those exact words. and uh, yeah, do, yeah, do that. And, and put your email address in there so they can copy it easier. Yep. And um, 
And and I don't know about what else is going on in the community around Christmas, but I do know that the ACB crafters are having a holiday party. All right. So uh, on that the seventeenth like, of December. That sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. It was last year, so. All right. I'm good. And well, I you know I don't know if I told you all this last Christmas. I got really nervous because literally the night before. We had a power outage that was unplanned, and uh, that's really hard to cook when you have no electricity, unless you have gas, of course. Um, well, actually, even then, uh, you could have a complication because our hob is gas, but the ignition oven. for it is electric. Yeah, right. that's what we used to have, too. But I would have had another problem anyway because of a phone battery. You know, I would have had to yeah. maybe do, I could have maybe done my call. Like, I mean, I could have used the phone, but I would have had to really decide use data, which can use a lot of battery on Zoom, or use the actual phone, which would make me sound terrible. <laughs> but, uh, oh, um, terrible. Um, that's, but I wouldn't have been able to cook anyway. So I was. I mean, it finally came back on so we were able to do that to Christmas. Uh, That's when you have a special on delivery of dinner, right? Exactly. <laughs> Unplanned delivery of dinner. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, what matters is that you got dinner. Yep. Alright. On that note, folks, um, Chanel, were you saying something? No. Uh, okay. Sorry, I thought I heard you talking in the other room, so making sure I didn't miss anything. All right. Well, guys, we are going to wrap things up. The Breakfast Bunch is happening next. Don't forget some other great calls, such as... No, it's Unmute. not. No, it's not. That the was breakfast yet. Bunch? That was a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the neighborhood coffee clutch, yeah. <laughs> Same time, go. just different call, but it's Tom Terrific running the breakout rooms, actually, so... Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, right. you just confuse the poor people. Yeah, I'm confused. Yes, the neighborhood coffee clutch is what's happening right now. And then we got Unmute Presents, we've got Abacus Made Simple, Lively Latin, Sierra Social Hour, The Braille Room. That's just a small smattering of the calls that we have, and, and that's, that's just today. for today. Yeah. All sorts of great stuff. There's crafting, exactly. there's cooking, there's uh, technology calls, Braille calls. Yep. Uh, community connect so you can talk to Col uh, colby tomorrow well no you can't this week because no, she's she guide dog do training but right. normally yep. you can i think it's lucy this week lucy's right. nice though you can go talk to lucy she is oh and no, no she is um, <laughs> all right so then uh, deb you ever thought about facilitating it well i know you kind of have done some facilitating oh i have the... done it's been periodic rather than i yes. can't do a regular one my schedule is just too terrible You've Thank you for talking about the auction, by the way, since it's right here. The promo's right here, and I didn't play it. Let, let, let's, should we let them hear it? We've got, go we got time. You can play it before we go. Oh, hold on. on just a second. It's not right here right now. Hang on. Oh, here I can play it, I think. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Here we, yeah. here we go, guys. Yeah. All right. So this is the promo we were supposed to hear before the thing started. Yeah. 
The holidays are just around the corner, and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great, unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-A-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding! Okay. And you know there I'm going to forget go. to play it later today. Oh, we're going to, yeah, so. it takes it, that's why they bring it out so early, is they have to account for us. They want time for you to remember <laughs> To remember it, exactly. yeah. But yeah. you're here to hear for the first, folks. But yeah. I always worry because they say the email address, they say Leslie Spoon, but nobody mentions that she has an E on the end of her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they usually have spelled her last name, so that is a very good point. All right. Well, um, maybe they can fix that or that can get addressed because, uh, yeah, that is something I don't think I even knew. Yeah, um, I, I didn't. Wouldn't... Yes. She nope. has an E on the end of it. So thank you, Desi. For well, everyone that. listening to this now knows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, right. we'll try to remember to mention that because that's a good point. That is. Because um, I don't. I wonder if the email would get to her otherwise. No. Yeah. No. It would so, not. So I don't actually. know. I don't know, Deb, if you can mention that to the powers that be. Um, that very important uh, fact about Leslie's name. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a pain to have to re-record that type of thing. But anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we are ready it's to get nice out of here. Note to end on. It is. It's yes. lovely. I, all those holiday baked goods are gonna have for thousands of dollars <laughs> exactly and uh i think tori we, we well you would have a problem if you couldn't submit it because you'd have to ship internationally but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah i don't think that that would work apart from anything else with how long international shipping get, oh, uh, really get, really it it'd be fossilized before we got it <laughs> if if you're lucky um it would only be a little bit spoiled yeah, yeah. Well, you could sell it as a historical artifact. Hey, you know, this is for 50 years ago. Hey, this is what a baked good look like 50 years ago from the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would work. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. My thanks to Desi and Deb for hosting and streaming. Chanel for moderating in Clubhouse. Hope everybody found this call informative, inspiring. Or at I least entertaining. Did, or at least entertaining, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah. 